Welcome back to Nachyomi. Today we are going to be learning the 12th parak, the 12th chapter of Sefer Yehoshua. This is really the summary of conquest parak. It's a pretty, pretty compact parak. It only has 24 psukim and it's pretty much one theme. The parak talks about the conquest of Israel. This is kind of like a summary before we get into what's called Chalukah, the division of the land. Um, it sounds like a very successful parak about all the conquests. So we're told about all the times that Israel conquered on the Transjordan, on the east side of the Jordan River. We talked about the area which was conquered from Sichon, from Og, um, all the way north, all the way south on the east bank of the Jordan, where the country Jordan today actually exists. And it concludes this section by saying, Moshe Eved Hashem of Bnei Israel Hikum, and that Moshe, the servant of God, and Israel conquered this section of land and it was given to Moshe as a Yerusha, as an inheritance to be bequeathed to God, um, Ruvain and Chatsi, Shevet, Menashe, which is the Transjordan set of Israel. Um, then it goes on to tell you about what Yeshua actually conquered in Israel, in the mountain range, in the Shvela, which is the coastal plain, in the north, in the south, and we are given a list of the 31 kings that are conquered. Not to do this like the sons of Haman in one breath, but very basically it is, it, there's a very long list where it uh, talks about Yericho, Ha'ai, Yerushalayim, Cheron, Yarmus, Lachish, Eglon, Gezer, Devir, Geder, Chormo, Arod, Livno, Adulam, Makeda, Beis El Tapuach, Chefer, Afek, Sharon, Madon, Chatzor, Shomron, Miron, Achshof, Tanach, Megiddo, Kedesh, Yoknaam, Dor, Goyim, and Tirza. So those are the 31 kings. And the Perak concludes with the following words All the 31 kings are conquered, and that concludes the Perak. Um, so it sounds very successful, sounds like really everything was done perfectly. We're going to have to investigate how perfect this was as we get to the next Perak and how much is left over or not. So let's just focus on, on just a couple points. Uh, number one is, is that the Perak actually starts off talking about what Moshe Rabbeinu did and then moves into what Yehoshua did. So it starts on Transjordan eastwards and then moves westwards to Israel proper, which Yehoshua did. But when describing what Moshe did, it only mentions Moshe at the very tail end, as opposed to Yoshua sort of introducing his, um, his conquest. Um, and the Ralbag points out that, yes, that's true, is because even a Moshe Rabbeinu, even the greatest leader of all of Israel for all generations, in the end of the day only had his power because of the schus of Bnei Israel. He only had the, the power and the leadership because of the power invested in him as being the leader of this nation, of this enterprise called Israel, which is why the Pesukim sort of tuck Moshe at the end to indicate that, this is, that he's part of a greater peace. When looking at these 31 kings, another point to consider is, um, is you know, like, so are these all the kings? Are these some of the kings? Or, or you know, what was special about these ones? So there's a few things to think about. The Chomas Anach, which is one of the Pirushim on Tanakh, says this wasn't all the kings. There were actually more kings. It happens to be that these are the most powerful kings. And um, the Radak adds to this that not only were they just powerful, but like, it, well, to be a king in those days didn't just mean to say you're a king of a city. It meant to say the city and the surrounding villages, you know, like in this, in this sort of feudal system, which, you know, we know about from many, many centuries and millennia later, where there'd be a king of a castle and surrounding the castle would be all the villages, all the farmland that the king was in charge of um, as his feudal, you know, control. So each king obviously means vast swaths of land surrounding each kingdom. The last, po the last point that the Malbim adds over here is that, you know, when reading this list carefully, there are a few kings mentioned in these 31 who not, weren't really actually conquered by Yehoshua. So, for instance, we're going to see that the king of Yerushalayim, 
wasn't really conquered until later on in Shoftim. The king of Gezer is going to come up well later into the times of Shmuel. Um, there's a few, Ofek wasn't really completely conquered. Tanach Megiddo Edor, you know, the, 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 these, there were some of them which really took a little bit of time to conquer. What the, 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 the Malbim understands over here is, is that really Yosho began the process and in many cases succeeded in finishing the process, but in many, in many cases it was just um, the starting point which allowed for the future conquest, which is why it's attributed to Yeshua's starting point, um, and it's attributed to him as a whole. So there really is a little bit of nuance in this list, but nonetheless this leaves us with a very gratifying picture, and tomorrow, unfortunately, we're going to see that it isn't fully gratifying. There are some holes in this picture. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.